Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown, along with Brian Graham. Hello. And Tim Thurber. Hi. And this is State of Atlanta. Oh, shoot. I know. Um, <laughs> I have a new beer ready. <laughs> I was I was mid a uh, little spiel before I remembered that I didn't have my beer ready. Well, I, you know, now I'm, now I'm double fisting, so... Yeah, so Ryan, you'll see I'm actually drinking uh, the beer that, uh, maybe you can't in a little stupid background, beer that uh, Tim brought here the last time we recorded it. Yeah. Oh man, that was that feels like such a long time ago now. Well, it does. I think it was yesterday or maybe it was Sunday, I messaged him, I said, hey man, I'm just going to drink this beer you left here because it's going to go bad, might as well one of us drink it before he does. And uh, he's like, well, what about Ryan's PBR? And I'm like, yeah, he can he can wait for that stuff. I mean... Piss beer just stays here. It's not going to get any uh, any worse or better. Maybe get you better. drink so much piss beer. Like I just, it's, it, it blows my mind that you feel like you can say things like that. Of course, I can say things just, like you that. drink Bud Light on the reg. You pay for Bud Light. No, no, no. I, I I pay for Miller Light. Thank oh, you. my bad, my bad. Yeah, yeah, exact same thing. Actually, it really tastes a little bit different. You know, it depends on what you eat. Think, yeah, the piss tastes a little I bit. Different. Bears, yeah, pea bears got a little bit more flavor to it. A little more um, asparagus in the PBR, you know, more pineapple in the Miller Lite, you know. So, wow, yeah. wow, more water in the Miller Lite. Yeah, that's course. <laughs> I like Coors Light. Of course you would. Of course you would. So anyhow, uh, this is episode forty, guys. Episode four zero. Whoa! Yeah. Woo! We're, we're like big time. We're entering middle age status here. Uh, is that how that works? <laughs> well, the thing is, this is the eleventh episode we've done during this whole pandemic lockdown. Which means wow. done over a qu- after this we'll have done a, over a quarter of the show has been done during a lockdown, which just, I don't. That doesn't sound. I don't right. like that. I don't care for it either myself, but that's uh, that's the way. Yeah. It so uh, I guess we'll make the best of it. But uh, how, how was y'all's week? Good time. <clears throat> crazy. Yeah. Wild and crazy. Yeah, that's right. Wait, I gotta give a shout out to Ryan recording some technology things right for the libertarian convention right yeah yeah we we uh made history this weekend we did the very first online nomination of a national you know presidential candidate so that was fun call call me impressed i'm impressed Ryan. congrats friday a lot of the night and then saturday and sunday all day pretty much so was that the one uh, john stossel on there when John Stossel did our debate on Thursday, and he was amazing. He just, like, he was so abrasive. It was awesome. Well, that's because John Stossel's pretty awesome. I'm a big fan of John Yeah, Stossel. he was great. Yeah. He was great. Nice. I just realized I did not actually uh, tweet out to anybody that we're doing this right now. So I'm trying to get that Oops. going. Yeah, all the, all the debates before that were, like, a lot of softballs, and, and Stossel just uh, just kind of went went hard fast, you know? Head first. Let's talk about issues. Go. Well, and he challenged him on that. Like it was like Stossel knows the answer to this, but he wants to make sure these guys know the answer to it. So he was I like good. it. He was not like John Stossel. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's good. <clears throat> All right. So I think we're. Uh... That's as political as I'll get. <laughs> I think that's a good so, amount. Until last call. I, but Tim brought it up. I gotta say, Tim brought it up. Probably. I want to give you props. I think that was I know, a good I accomplishment. I, I mean, my brain is like melted right now. It's probably continue to be melted. That was a lot to do in what two weeks, if that. Also, yeah. dealing with like parliamentary 
business, you know, like motions and privilege. Ah, I'm trying to keep this PG, man. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe you should move on. How was your uh, week, Tim? Uh, what did you do here? <laughs> I was pretty good. Uh, Cam and I went to a friend's house to socially distanced Memorial Day barbecue-ish thing. Really, it was just barbecue from uh, Woods Chapel. I must say it was good, but I must say it was expensive. It's so expensive. Hey, speaking of Summerhill, I saw something when I was looking at stuff today. Just recently, Summerhill a Twitter account posted out that uh, Pete's hot dogs are going to be opening soon. They're all set up. I uh, walked by with Izzy. Uh, like two or three days ago and they have everything all it's, it's like beautiful in there. They're hiring. So I, I don't know if they have a full staff yet, but, um, but it's a nice little setup. I'm not a big hot dog fan. I, I'm really not like it's, I feel obligatory. That doesn't that's, that's, stadium, it doesn't they, make any sense. They said that it's going to be uh hot dogs cooked over charcoal and then served on a brioche bun. And I'm like, all right, you have my attention. I am yeah. listening now. This is not a, a Oscar Mayer hot dog on a bun that's too small for it. So, so there's a place up on Windy Hill Road that did charcoal hot dogs. I didn't know. I did not know that this Pete's whatever, whatever this hot dog Pete's was uh, was that. It's delicious. It is awesome. So I'm excited now that you say that to know. <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking maybe we could do a new segment where it's just like Ryan eats Summerhill, and you could just, uh, you know, since you like eating on camera, is so- she cute? Uh, since you were, uh, <laughs> eating, uh, save it for last call, big guy. Since you all like, right, all right, like eating on camera so much, maybe you could just bring your dinner from a different establishment every week. And oh my, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! I, I know that, no, I got text about this too. Just so everyone knows who's listening. Yeah, so I just, <laughs> everyone watches every episode and listens to every episode. Yeah, Ryan was eating during our first interview segment. I was. Well muted, wasn't I? Yeah, but your camera still saw you eating your macaroni and cheese. Uh, Max is over wondering if you're putting hot sauce on it or not. <laughs> she didn't even, yeah, right. I, I engaged our fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hands off, big guy. All right. Anyhow. <laughs> I, I doubt I doubt very much that there's any interest there. Well, thanks for asking, guys. My weekend was great as well. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, David, we didn't ask. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, no, actually, <laughs> I'm going to tell you anyways, because I was home with the kids all three days, uh, lonesome dad, dude. It was, um, I am very happy to be here right now is all I can say. <laughs> you, you made it back. I made it back. I survived. Yeah. So anyhow, let's go get started. Actually, a somber note to get started this week, but I want to go ahead and address it. Uh, a couple of deaths in the Panther family this week. I didn't realize there's actually two until I started preparing for this today. But we found out um, over the weekend that Gerald Howes, a former football player, passed away. I think he was a current coach at Tennessee Tech, which is um, an up on the rise from everything we say. He was 28 years old, definitely accomplished more at 28 than uh, I have yet now. And uh, so it's very sad. No details out or anything, but that doesn't matter. It's a sad situation for him. So condolences to his uh, family, friends, everyone he uh, had a part of their life. Um, And then also Dave Kaplan the first director of football operations for Georgia state passed away, uh, uh, late last week, I believe. So, um, condolences again, friends, family, everyone he was a part of. So, uh, yeah, onto, and I guess, uh, well, happier, but everything's happier than that. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> when will sports yep. return? You guys have the inside track? 
No, I, um, I I heard you guys saying some stuff, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to know as little as possible so I can react. All right, Tim, what you got? You got the inside track? No, definitely don't, but hopefully this fall. That's all I'm sticking with. I don't, I don't want to hear anything else. Well, since our last episode, there was a vote by the NCAA Division I to allow voluntary practices to start for both football and basketball starting June 1st. It's like, what, just like five days from now? Uh, really yeah. Yep. So, I mean, it's happening. We're starting. We're getting in there. So, Do, Have you heard anything about Georgia State uh, doing it? It's voluntary, right? So are we – Well, for my, if you follow Panther Talk, uh, there's talk. there's already been players at the stadium that have been uh, out there doing some individual things on their own. I, I could have sworn I heard the band tonight. I was grilling earlier, and I could have sworn I heard the band practicing. Oh, those are the Falcons pumping in music to their stadium. Yeah, they're, they're practicing. I mean, it was a marching band for sure. Uh, I mean, that, that was the sounds I, I thought I heard. So, I mean, it very well could be. I have no idea. It could be the. Maybe they're all socially distanced. The, the, they're going to right. do the marching like, you know, six feet away from each other. Well, all their water weird. coming out of their bodies are going through horns and stuff. It's getting uh, filtered out. Maybe they have filters on their uh, instrument. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe you put a mask on the end of the tuba. On the end. Speaking yeah. of that. You guys see the the panther head masks on uh, Facebook popping up? No, I did see those. Yeah, look pretty good. The Panther Pride Facebook page just had a few people. Uh, someone's making them. Someone's selling them. They're getting out there. They look nice. It's like embroidered, and it's not like just some kind of like uh, stamped on thing. It looks nice. I, you should post a link, man. It's not push up panther. I mean, I've, that's not push up panther, but it does have the word mark. It's not just the panther head. I uh, know. I, I I don't. Yeah. Know. One, I don't do any of that. So, but no, I haven't heard anything about Georgia State. Uh, Texas State's uh, football coach when it was in an interview, and he was talking about uh, that the Sun Belt schools have come have come to an agreement that they are um, they're probably going to start differently. Like some schools are going to get things going before others. He was kind of obviously he was being vague about it, but there's like an understanding that like Texas is opening at a different rate than Louisiana is. Because Texas has had fewer cases, and Louisiana—I mean, in Louisiana, can you tell if it's even COVID nineteen or just Louisiana? Nope. Yeah. Can you, can you develop antibodies? For we Louisiana? don't know, but you know. Can you get antibodies to Louisiana? Like, is there a way to keep that out of your system at all, or just you got to? I don't your- think so. I don't think so. I think not visiting is the first step. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's your social. I, I've been trying to socially distance Louisiana majority of my life. I've had a few uh, setbacks, but um, no, he said the Texas State head coach said that they're going to start with uh, in June uh, groups of ten or less, and then in July fifty or less. Which really, that's like that's like the team, right? I mean, I guess if you break the offense and the defense into separates with their coaches and everything, you get, like, there's your fifty. But then July twenty seventh is a six week return to play protocol, which would put them ready to start the season as regularly scheduled on um, first week of September at Labor Day weekend. So they're on track, which they need to be because Texas State was, I mean, they beat us, but they were hot garbage last season, right? Let's not bring that up. (laughs) I want to bring up us losing to them. Yeah, they were hot garbage. Bring up any opponent. We should always talk about how bad they are, right? Never. Even Never. when we lose. <laughs> Except for Tennessee. They suck. Yeah, they're terrible. It's a solid program. I mean, if you can beat them, then you're a, you're a 
top-notch program right there. Uh, but no, um, they said he, one of the things he said was that there was a contingency plan to get started in October uh, or even eliminate conference game, uh, non-conference games from the very beginning that they had talked about. So that's, I guess, probably still out there. Uh, he also said that all the conferences submitted their proposals when this all started happening, and pretty much every conference was kind of on the same page with some slight variations. He didn't give any details, but... So we know that they agree, but we don't know what they agree on? I think what we know is that they're kind of like on the same page. Not so they agree, yeah. Well, yeah, there, there's a big difference. Like, you know, uh, we'll do this if this happens, but, you know, I don't know. It's big. I, I'm, we're trying to extrapolate something from it. I think the interesting thing what he said was there was a plan to phase in for, or phasing uh, plan for spectators. So maybe we'll start off with no fans or select fans, and then kind of as the season goes on, as things get better, start allowing more and more fans in the stands. But well, the the good news is I th- I would think that season ticket holders probably would hold priority. Right. Well, you'd have to. You'd have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the only exception to that would maybe be maybe be uh, family members of the players or the uh, band or something. Sure. Like but uh, I've kind of thought about this quite a bit over the past um, couple hours that I was preparing my notes for this. <laughs> and uh, my prediction is uh, fans and stands. I think it's going to be open. I think it's going to be fully open. Uh, maybe not every school, but for Georgia State, I think it's going to be open. Yeah, um, that we just don't have enough fans, and we have we have enough space. Well, I think because the, the AD for, te- for, no, for for Georgia came out and said that their plan is to have fans in the stands uh, game one and um, maybe not everybody. But I think kind of the same thing. I think every school is going to approach this differently. And I think we're going to see them in there. And maybe if you don't feel comfortable or you're a health risk for you to be some of our older fans and everything, that you can defer your tickets to next year. And that's fine. I think other schools probably do the same thing and resell them for this year, another chance to make um, double dip a little bit. Uh, maybe they require masks or some other kind of stuff. I think, I think we're going to be in the stands uh, this season. Are you, are you, right. uh, would you guys go if, if, if it's yeah. game on and you can go? Tim, I'll let you answer that one first. Yeah, no, I definitely go, um, you know, talking about just like challenges with number of fans and all that. I think, every SBC school could reorient their fans across their stadium with season ticket holders and family of the players and have plenty of space left and no away fans except for maybe family members of the away team. Right. And, you know, I think it's much more challenging for obviously the P five conferences and Georgia that fills their entire stadium up and there are super limited amounts of season ticket holder seats available. Um, But I think for the Sun Belt, I don't, even if it's like restrictive, I think we could easily spread out all of our season tickets across the stadium and all the other people, the family could, and the away we, team's family. We could open the upper deck. I mean, we know? could if we need to. Yeah. Well, I think that you touched on something that I had not thought of yet, Tim. Uh, but uh, as far as the away team tickets, I think, yeah, I think we should give them an entire closed in section. Maybe even put some like a, some plexiglass around an entire box area so they can all be in there together coughing and sneezing on each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make it as enclosed as I did, possible. I did not, and so then, I did no, not say that. We, we can recirculate the air. This is this is my idea, yeah. And oh, so Jesus. on there, and if there's one person that has it, then it gets spread amongst all the fans, and then those that go back to their campuses can spread it back around and create a new like little hot spot over there, maybe infect their players, and maybe we can get a conference title 
based on default. Like every team has to just forfeit the rest of their games. See, this sounds like what I said you would say when I said it a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you've been, David, but you're back. We should give our sweets all to the opposing team fans for the entire season. No air. Exactly. Put them in no, no air. Uh, crank up the no oh, doors no. open. They gotta, gotta, they gotta have uh, AC going though, right? Then they say this thing doesn't spread well during humid climate. So yeah, we need to have some cold AC pumping through there. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. This is this is a good idea. This is a strategy. No, I'm not gonna be a part of this conversation. That's why I'm being quiet. Everybody gotta do their part. I think this is our part of winning is sabotaging the opposing team. I guess I'm alone on this one. Anyway, David, what do you think about seeding? Well, for Georgia State, I just say open the doors. Let people decide what they want to do. If season ticket holders don't want to go to games, fine. Let them apply their money towards next season. But for anybody else that wants to go, I say let them go. Uh, Encourage masks, you know, just to say it, you know, encourage people to, hey, you know, your seats may be here, but it's right next to somebody else. Go take the empty seat that's, you know, a row over or whatever. We have that flexibility. We're way different, obviously. Maybe the only good time that it's our stadium's not full on a regular basis, which means like we'll, go, we'll go undefeated and we'll be playing. Um, we'll finally have people coming to the game that, you know, now to worry about. I think that'll happen. Um, at least if, which if, if 100% of all of our fans who show up to most games show up to – these games like you can still socially distance and then there's going to be like you said the people who are just like well i'm not going to take that risk so you're already going to see reduced crowds right well so my biggest concern about all of this is for some reason i'm just afraid of them getting really uh weird about tailgating and like that that's the thing they'll like come harsh down on like no we're not gonna allow any tailgating like you know gates open one hour before kickoff park get in the stadium then get you guys come come tailgate at my house that's what i thought we have a tailgate spot no matter what right ryan yeah yeah we'll open it we'll put it on the on all the state state of atlanta pages every on all social media so and all ten and all ten of us will come to my uh, house yeah well you know honestly though this would be a great time to hit up the summerville places right yeah Sure. Absolutely. Uh, pizza has been open for a while. Uh, you have to order it. it. It's open at odd times, though. It's like 530 to 9 or something and only on like four four days a week or something. Uh, but if you guys put your order in early, I'll stick it in my fridge, you know. <laughs> no, I, so one thing I think they should do this season to minimize the, the chance of spreading anything inside the stadium. I may have mentioned this before. They need to allow people to bring their own food and drinks. You can bring one cooler in per person, certain size, have your little, uh, go, go down to Hartsfield, grab those little baggage measuring things. You can lower this size to fit inside of your seat under your feet, and you can bring your sandwiches, your food, your booze, whatever you want, your booze and your more booze and your cocktails and your mixers and everything. I mean, you're kind of talking about um, just the way that, that Turner Field was, right? You could, you could bring a little picnic in, couldn't you? I mean, you could bring booze, yeah. I don't think. I don't think you could bring booze, but yeah, you but could. You could bring you could bring like lunch. I think you could bring subs and everything. Yeah, yeah snacks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've done it. If the idea of doing this is to prevent any kind of interaction of like uh, concession stands and reducing interaction between individuals, then you got to yeah. do booze as well. All right, yeah, great. I can bring in a sandwich, but then I'm going to go buy my beer. 
No, they, they need to bring, let everybody bring in everything they want. I think that'd be a fun experience in the stands. Yeah, but they need to make money. Maybe they'll just charge at the door like a like a cork fee or something. Like if you're bringing booze in, you got to pay extra. If they were concerned about making money off concessions, they would have more people taking concessions and there wouldn't be lines taking an entire quarter of a football game to get a beer. They're obviously not concerned about that. Once they're not making any money on it anyways. You still it's not like Panthersville. You can still sell the beer. I, I've never had a problem getting a beer up in the club level. It was easy. Never. I mean, yeah. Mine was never too bad. It was the, the food uh, that was the uh, issue trying to get whenever I was trying to get anything. But Last season was worse than a lot of – I mean, getting it was fine, but the, the service levels were low, even though the lines were, like, fixed. Well, the right. guys, four of the six uh, home games last season, I just weaseled my way into boxes, and they've got food and booze there without a problem. So. It's free. <laughs> we just need to figure out this sweet thing again and, and, and execute. We just need like athletics to understand that they should take the money no matter what, and like laws be damned. Well, just- I think they should they should see us as state of Atlanta as a marketing tool for them, and just grant state of Atlanta a suite. Yeah, yeah. That- no, I'm in on this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what yeah. we're doing now is worth at least you know tens, tens of dollars. Tens of dollars. Tens of dollars. You know, nineteen <laughs> <of> dollars. <laughs> What do you guys think about, so obviously we could fit all of our season ticket holders in the stadium, plus family members, plus the away team in some kind of box that David's going to contract. Should we sell tickets to casual fans? Oh, they can face it out. Yeah. Well, sorry. We have, like a, we have a specific section. You sell casual fans. This is your seating area. Six feet apart, mark the seats off. I mean – you might actually pick up people that are desperate to go watch sports and they're like, I want to go to this. I want to watch Georgia state and ECU Texas state. You you sell seats and anything that, that basically you just mark the seats that people can sit in essentially. Right. And then, and then just like, you know, go to town and then you're good. Yeah. You might need to open that upper deck, man. I mean, and then open, some of those... yeah, open the upper deck. I don't know if it's um, feasible to open it right now. I don't. I don't know what the like structural the integrity is. There's definitely right. a call opening the upper upper deck for just security purposes. Even if even if you don't have bathrooms open and concessions open and things like that, you're gonna have a security presence. It's got to be there. Uh, I've got no idea if there's any kind of like city regulation or fire marshal type thing about whether or not they're allowed people in there. That's what I remember hearing when we first opened was there were some fire code issues up there and they were like, oh, we'll just close it because they had just like let the fire, uh, the, the, the sprinklers like rust out and all kinds of crap. Like the stadium was garbage when they gave it to us I mean, when we bought it. Well, yeah, well, I think uh, the, there was a definite time period from when it was handed, before the Braves were done and it was handed over to Georgia State where literally nothing was done. And, you know, like the story to say like, you know, an unlived in house, whether you do any maintenance or not, an unlived in house diminishes faster than a lived in house just because just movement of air and humidity, all, all those kind of things. Yeah. So it went to kind of crap that way. And apparently we reached the, the, the life end of that video board as well in those like seven or eight months waiting for the holdover because that thing fell apart quickly. Yep. That's why the Braves moved and they couldn't afford a new video board. I mean, I think that stadium yeah. needed just so much work, and uh, you know, they, the city of Atlanta wasn't willing to pay for it. 
And the Braves obviously didn't care, right? I mean, yeah. I think I saw somewhere, and I also want to clarify that whenever I say I think I saw somewhere, that could be that I made that up in my head altogether. But I yeah. think I saw somewhere that just keeping the structure upright every year, and I'm using I'm exaggerating a little bit, is about a million to two million a year. Just to keep the thing st- stable and everything. Right. Uh, any kind of erosion or things that have happened to it. So that's a, that's a big expense. And well, we, there is the mass, massive flooding, definitely, it, at Turner Field. And when you don't do anything for whatever the eight months was or something like that, that's, that's a, a big thing going on. So. Yeah. It probably helps that there's turf now. They could probably install lots of different, like, drainage uh, fixes and things like that in a way that, like, you can't really do in a in a uh, actual grass field. The state sure. that lived in now. I mean, we have uh, athletics offices are there. The players' yeah. uh, locker rooms are there. The coaches' yeah. offices are there. And it's not just football. I think – I don't know if baseball's in there or not yet, but that's supposed to be going in there. The, uh, so the stadium's fine, but I just don't know if that upper deck is available for them just to, to flip the switch and put people in there. But even then, there are so many seats out there that you could tag as uh, – available for people we have so much space even without the upper deck we're fine didn't they do upper deck for food fighters or no i don't remember they did they did they did okay yeah but you know just basically celebrate everybody that has their season tickets that's fine general admission gets you anywhere in the stadium and that'd be fine because people are not going to sit right if they're going to come into a a section that's like 20 to 30 percent full they're not going to go sit right on someone else's lap in the middle of all this kind of stuff no they're going to find the whether whether we were socially well, I mean, or not, they're going to find a seat where they're not harassing everybody else and everything. And then there'll be that I mean, one. If, mark the mark the seats that people can sit in. You know, and right. then there's a box on the other side. It's the um like like the smoking chambers from the airport where all the away fans are locked in there contracting uh, the virus. <laughs> Maybe we should have their own like. I mean. Like everybody, everybody can like tailgate and pregame together, but then like once the away fans leave, there's like a a hamster tunnel le- leading out of the stadium, so they can take their little diseases back to wherever they came from. Maybe. <laughs> Would Ryan be sitting on Summerhill? Summerhill is there. I don't know. He sitting might be sitting on Summerhill. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> wow. Backwards of the summer hill joke, eating out summer hill. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> hey, after after enough drinks, who's not right? <laughs> That's true. Actually, you my- have made fun of me for making out with some of your friends. So, hey, you know, I didn't. I didn't. Well, yes, I did. I did do that. <laughs> <laughs> my twenty-first birthday, I got a my favorite birthday card. I got was from my crazy aunt because everyone's got a crazy aunt. Uh, I did not make out with his crazy aunt. It feels a lot like you're about to tell that story. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> Even if your parents have no siblings, everyone has that crazy aunt. Like it's the crazy, you know, the parents' crazy friend or something like that. And yeah, crazy aunt Nancy sends me birthday card, and it's just like it was Photoshop, but it was very old, heavily makeup woman, and like made to look as bad as she could. And it's like take this card out with you when you go out for your 21st birthday. When she looks attractive, come home. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I got it. But uh, let's see, what else we got about? Uh, all yeah, that? that was terrible, David. Ooh. Well, Next topic, please. Not drinking enough. Uh, ESPN, 
ESPN, I had an article out. I mean, ESPN, they're, they're stretching. They have no idea what to do right now. Like, they've got no content whatsoever at all. So they're trying. And they posted an article saying that uh, the universities could, or NCAA could lose $4 billion uh, if there was no college football season. And so they're trying to, like, establish how important it is to have this football season because of all the universities losing this money. What they don't mention is if, the university is losing this money, then ESPN is losing this money. And that's what their push is. That's why ESPN is trying to find ways to scare people into wanting to get football and sports going back again is because they need their revenue. Yeah, that $4 billion is literally paid by ESPN to those universities so that they can make even more money on ad revenue. And I read somewhere, (laughs) ESPN's not doing so hot themselves, so... Well, yeah, because they're just doing like the Ocho all day, right. every day. Which is awesome. They, that needs that. If we can get the, the few little nuggets of positivity that can come out of this whole deal, one of those is I want the Ocho to remain. Like, just create the Ocho. Just finally do it. Create the Ocho channel. I will still watch electricity. Get rid of one of the other ones. Like, you got a lot of ESPNs. Get rid of one of your ESPNs and do the Ocho. Find out. We can have as many as we want to. That's all good. I feel like uh, the Ocho could, if they don't want to get its own channel, at least like late night, instead of replaying a bunch of garbage, make it like uh, Comedy Central or not Comedy Central, Cartoon Network, where they have like the Adult Swim. That's oh, yeah. where the Ocho comes in. You know, well, I don't know if, if you guys are uh, old enough to remember, but like they used to, the network should do like Friday night videos on uh, on Friday night after like the the talk shows were over and everything, and like ABC or NBC or something like that would just do videos all night long. It's Friday night videos. It was uh, their like after hours programming, or USA's up all night. What kind of videos? What do you mean by videos? Music videos. Back before there was like oh yeah, all right. He was around. Hmm. Like, that was the I was when interview was the only source, and now yeah, yeah. The last place you can get music videos, but yeah. And did how much the uh, did the article talk about how much they lost with no NCAA tournament or no? Uh, I really. Didn't read all of it. Read all right. the article. I just kind of thought it was. Funny. Um, but I remember we talked about it before, and like there was like a at the time that everything was canceled. I remember reading something again. I remember reading something somewhere that um, like that March Madness is like the big money maker for the NCAA. Like it's more money than what college football brings in. It was like some like big chunk of change for it. So. If you lose that, plus you lose the, plus. That's a, that's a scare tactic. We already know that we're not losing college football. College football is going to get played. It's going to be played yeah. some, some way. Maybe not right. all. Maybe not all the conferences. Maybe not all at the same time. Which I think would be kind of cool. They're talking like you know the West Coast teams. Like, well, we can't start playing in the fall. We may do spring. So if you do right. West Coast spring, and then like the rest of the world actually matters in the fall or late fall so when do you have your championship game you just exclude all of the west coast teams and then maybe maybe make the rose bowl be like a consolation prize or something you can do something like that i think go play your rose bowl game out there west in the west guys have fun west coast offense yeah i do remember the article saying something like either start the play on time start it delayed or start in the spring it just has to happen like make it happen somehow well, one thing I've seen somewhere, and I, I'm confident it's going to happen, is because the Texas State head coach said as, as much, not every team, not every 
state, not every conference is going to be operating on under the same rules. They're going to, some schools are going to start right there Labor Day weekend and we're all going, they're going to play their regular schedule set of games. And there's other schools that aren't going to do it. They're going to, they're not going to get started until after the, you know, we don't technically have all of our out of conference front heavy or like at the very, the first four weeks, I think we have, Ooh, la la the third week or something like that. But a lot of schools don't play a conference game until after the first four or five weeks, something like that. And so maybe they just abandon their out of conference and start their conference games. That's all they do. Um, piecemeal here and there. Maybe some teams only play six games or something. I don't know. But I think it's going to be a mixed bag. I have no idea what they're going to do with the playoffs. I mean, yeah, I don't. Mm. I guess, the, I guess in the spring, maybe I don't I mean, know. it's a committee to pick it anyways. So it's like, yeah, we'll just get, pick the four teams that we like the best anyways. So, yeah, I mean, you know what? I'm, I'm pretty comfortable going to a Georgia state game, um, going to a UGA game, depending on how they do their seating. I don't know if I'd be comfortable going there to be well, honest. I figure there's enough alcohol coursing through the veins of those people in the stand. <laughs> there's probably no virus that can survive all of that. I mean, it's probably triple, you know, like, what you need to do is get get the get terrapin or creature comfort, like because all these breweries are doing like um, hand sanitizer. Like, oh yeah, yeah. That, everything just have them come up with like, a craft beer called like you know the Ugga Deluxe or something or whatever, and like this beer, there's nothing more than hand sanitizer. Starts chugging the hand sanitizer, cleans up their system in and out, and then go into the game. You're fine to go, right? That's how it works, I think. Yeah, I'm a scientist. Yeah. Because I said that. I do. So thinking about our games, like I, I know the G5 schools need that money game. I mean, I hate for us not to have it because that's a million dollars we would like to have, right? Everything's I mean, so I know, Can you even talk about the money games mattering anymore? Like, of course they matter. We want that money. But does it – like if Bama says, all right, um, we're not going to pay you, but you can still come play us, we still go play them, right? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we would. Why would we do that? Maybe they. Maybe it's less money, but they'd have to pay something to get the win. I mean, loss. Duh. We're gonna win. This is the year, right? This yeah, because is... we're infecting all their players as well. <laughs> oh boy. That. Moving David, along. David's like out to get folks. Uh, so, but one thing is kind of interesting that uh, one of my notes I put down here is uh, if we do have everybody starting on different schedules and like some kind of weird season, which it's a weird season, there could be a chance we actually have some G5 teams making it up the ranks, getting into top 25, top 10, something like that. Um, if there's so much fewer, so many fewer teams, is that what you're saying? Yeah, if you're if your West Coast teams and even your your bigs uh, aren't playing, I guess the bigs are they're kind of in states for the most part that are pretty good there, right? But yeah, if your West Coast teams aren't playing, maybe there's some empty spots in the top twenty five, top twenty, top fifteen. Maybe maybe see uh, for the first time ever a, a number of G five teams. Considering outside the MAC, most of the G fives are um, well, MAC and Mountain West. Most of the G fives are in the Southeast, that area that uh, doesn't contract diseases. <laughs> yeah no i mean i yeah exactly. i can see that louisiana is the lone exception yeah yeah i know but, but right. you have like lsu might like you know not be able to play because louisiana has been a hot spot 
Exactly. And so, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But that opens up the spot for number 26. And then there's probably more than just them. And that opens up for 27, 28, 29, 30. App State, or is it the AAC schools, App State, and then everybody gets their spot in there, right? Yeah. Yeah. If, if App State even has football by then, they're dropping sports left and right. Well, it'll be Georgia State first because we're. Hey, we're but at, they got a NASCAR good. car. <laughs> yeah, I have that. I have that. No sports, but they got a car. <laughs> Exactly. They do have a car. No, um, guys. Who, who you cares? Even know what we're talking about, Ryan? Do they put NASCAR on the Ocho? Is that what that is? No, that, that's on no. Popper. And by the way, I just want to uh, put on record uh, with some of my Falcons friends uh, for the past two Sunday NASCAR races. We, Because there's no NFL going on, we've actually put some money on uh, different uh, racers. And I won week two. Uh, I had picked uh, Jimmy Johnson, who came in second, I think. But nobody picked uh, whoever the hell came in first. So uh, the, the guy's name is Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Can we yeah. crack jokes about that? Is it or is that a last call thing? Last call. Not like he's the only Jimmy Johnson that's in sports. His first name and last name is Richard. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying. I'm sure that he's never heard that his entire life. I'm just trying to keep it PG, but like, <laughs> yeah. Come on, man, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, keep that one. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, you know what? Don't, yeah. Just go in yeah, there. O- o- like, open a sausage company? I mean, like, what? <laughs> or a dance He's club. A- you do a dance club, too. <laughs> <laughs> Who's driving the uh, App State car, do you know? It was one of the Bush brothers, Kyle or Kurt. Wait, 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 wait. We got Jimmy Johnson and the Bush brothers? <laughs> <laughs> NASCAR, man, NASCAR. What right, is this? Let me give you credit. I, I did not like the path you were taking us, but that was actually a quality uh, joke right there. That was fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, I should watch. Done. I, try, <laughs> yeah, I try. I try. It's not that great. Uh, but yeah, so uh, App State, but it was, they had, they had, do you even know what we're talking about, Ryan, at all? No, what are you you're talking about racing? I, I mean, who cares? Well, no, I think, I think it's kind of interesting because I had no idea about this until I woke up this morning and started like looking at the the Twitter. Uh, one, of, one of those Bush brothers was racing. There's a race. Like, they had a race on Sunday and then another race today. You, you're telling me that, you know, you can't play football day to day, but you can play, you can drive a car twice in a week. That's crazy. That's nuts. But uh, anyhow, uh, one of the Bush brothers was in a race on Monday and the, the entire car was decked out, painted in App State for the 2020 senior class of App State. It's to, by the way, it started school in 2012. So I was I, I wonder how that made the the, um, the teams of the sports that were canceled feel that they had the money for that, but not for their sport. Well, that that's a social media take. That's a social media take on it. Uh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. The fact is, App State paid zero dollars for that. Um, Joe Gibbs, who is make a, make fun of his name, Joe Gibbs, who is the owner of the racing team. Excuse me, his uh, son, his son's backup quarterback at App State, and they've had ties to the school for years. So uh, they it was backup fun. quarterback, and he got a NASCAR. It was a sponsor. It was a sponsorship that made the whole thing work. So, it, so the school paid nothing, but yeah, but you, you tapped right on with the social media, uh, responses were on Twitter. Uh, why are we, why, why can they afford this and then can't afford to have men's indoor track and field? 
Well, way, somebody paid for it, and if they really cared, maybe they would have paid for indoors track and field. Track and field, right. If you're getting rid of track and field in, in Boone, North Carolina, get rid of the outdoor version. Like, it's <laughs> Yeah, that's it's true. Cold. I don't want to run – I don't want to – all the hills in uh, that cold weather. No. Yeah, can you imagine cross-country um, in Boone? Good God. That, the elevation is 2,500 feet. <laughs> yeah, that sounds miserable. Yeah. What uh, what sports did they get rid of, David? I don't. I didn't read all of them. All right, I have it somewhere here. Sorry. Sorry. No, it's fine. I got it somewhere. App State. They got rid of uh, men's soccer, men's tennis, men's indoor track and field. No women's sports because laws. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they soccer. Yeah, they got rid of soccer. Soccer. Uh, so I think that some I read <laughs> I read somewhere I can't say it all the time. I think that the Sun Belt, which did not not all teams in the Sun Belt sponsored soccer, like they had yeah. like Howard's an affiliate member for soccer and other couple of schools. Um, well, think, it's like South Carolina is in our in our conference, right? Like, for soccer only. I think Sun Belt proper is only down to five teams in men's soccer now with App State yeah. out. So that's that's a you know, an issue for that program. I think they, it, all- seems, it seems like that'd be on the cusp of being uh, revenue sport though. It's, it's cheap right. to play and, and, and like people are vaguely interested. <laughs> vaguely interested. Yeah, I men, mean, men's soccer sucks though. Women's soccer is so much more fun to watch. I agree. No, I, I'm, I totally agree. I think women's, women's soccer is way better than men's soccer. Yeah. Not as much as like wusses like falling over left and right. Like my, my daughter, yeah. My daughter will like fall one of my daughters fall over and start screaming. I'm like, ah, she's a she has a career in men's soccer. Men's, yeah, exactly. Give her but a red like, card. There's, there's like no flopping, and then they don't do all the chaotic crap that like the, the men's soccer, they'll just like kick the ball as hard as they can to the other side of the field and, and they just kick it to the other team. And the women's team will like, you know, kick it to their teammate because it's more important to control the ball. In the wildest and craziest reaction that a female player will have in a in a goal is to rip her shirt off, and I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna complain about that at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they're up and they're, they're they continue to play. It's great. So I put the shirt back on. Shirtless, them. right? Uh, I wish. Yeah, <laughs> it should be a strict rule. Every garment of clothing you lose, you got to stay like that for the rest of the, of the match. <laughs> so is uh is App State the first team to drop sports in the Sun Belt? Is that true? I think so. You should ask. Uh, from what I've read, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's probably gonna be something we're gonna talk about weekly. So I mean, it's yeah. probably gonna happen. I feel like also, um, and I, I have no, I have no idea. I think that Georgia State only has sixteen total sports, which is the bare minimum that B Division One. We may have seventeen. I'm not sure. When I'm looking to my right over here, by the way, I'm looking at the um, Facebook uh, comment feed to find out if John, John is telling me anything. John, can you correct us? No, no, but I think you're right. I think we are like right on. Yeah. So the 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 um, Sun Belt has the the Boobas Cup or whatever it is. Boob boob boobas. Boobas. I think it's no. There's only there's only two B's in it. It's Boobas or Boobas. Boobas. Yeah, the Boobas Cup. But it's basically like whoever does the best in all sports for us for any given like calendar year, and we have no chance because we literally just don't play enough sports. Like the people to, who win it play the play all the sports. 
we we have to win like every like championships in every Sun Belt sport to even have a chance to come away right. with Bubis Cup, and I don't even know if that would even win it for us. That is yeah. a thread that it always pops up on the uh, the Sun Belt board that I take a look at, and I'm like, all right, whatever, okay. It's interesting to go look at, and we we do actually we we're pretty good. Like yeah. in the sports that we compete in, we're pre- we're solid. Yeah, our our Olympic sports were not well. Men's tennis has really struggled, I think. But outside of that, we actually do a pretty good job as far as being above average or above middle of the, of the pack and everything. So we don't do too horrible. Right. It's just we don't compete in all the sports. And I think that App State was one of those schools because they were irrelevant for so long in uh, the world. They just had as many sports as they possibly could to get people to show up to come to their school. They had to like, literally give scholarships to people to even like have anyone come to the college. Like, I, man, I, 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 I'm really excited to go to Boone someday. I have not gone yet. But. I, I've been to Boone, but not to App State. I went there to go skiing on artificial snow mountains. Yeah, all right, cool. Was it fun? I mean. Yeah, I was drinking and skiing, so it wasn't horrible. But then again. Yeah, so make a long weekend out of it, you know. It was it was pouring down snow that one game. We, we did like three timeouts in a row, you know. We could have just gone skiing instead. For so long, our basketball games at Boone were like right around like mid January because the beginning of uh, conference play begins like you know, it's the end of December or something like that. And my wife's uh, birthday is uh, right around is mid January, right around MLK holidays. I'm like, oh, let's take a three day weekend up to Boone and we can go skiing and catch a men's basketball game while we're at it. And yeah, that was she, she sniffed that out. She's like, what? That's no. an awesome plan. Yeah. I want to go up to a football game once we have a good shot of winning. I don't just want to go up there to go to a game. I want it to be a competitive game. Yeah, I want it to mean something. Right. Well, uh, we're up there this year, and they've got a new head coach. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, they might not even let visitors in the game, though. You know, this will be the this will be the year that we all want to be there, and they won't let us. Yeah, I'm, that's the kind of crappy fan that I am. Is I never want to be in an away game. I don't I never want. Oh, I like I like some of the away games I've been to. No, I mean I had the time and I enjoy them, but um, just not even Georgia State. Just as being a fan of Atlanta teams, I always I always leave with a loss. So it's always, <laughs> <laughs> I do. We uh, but Georgia State does pretty well at, at away. Our away record is is pretty solid. I'm not going to go through and look at it, but I feel like we win a lot more games away I than. Think, I think you're, you'd be correct if you said our away performance is better. I don't know about our record away. Oh yeah, I mean our performance in general, though. Yeah, we play really well away, but we don't necessarily win a lot of games away. We don't win a lot of games in general. Period. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I go to the uh, money games just because it's usually in a fun place. Um, yeah, it's like a two percent chance of winning. But you know, before the Tennessee game, I said, I don't know, we could win today. You never know. This is why you come play these games. Right. You could win. You know, and it happened. Yeah, but you go to a thousand of those games to get that one win. And I mean, granted, after you've been to a thousand of them, that one makes them all worth it. But if you've not gotten that one yet then it makes it so much harder all the time to go. I mean, I went to Tennessee before and I, and I was basically like Nalen is a dumpster fire uh, stadium. It sucks, man. It is yeah, terrible. It's and an upgraded dumpster fire it's now. Garbage. It's an yeah, upgraded it, dumpster fire. Oh, cool. And then they put that garbage color, like orange puke, orange all over everything. It is a vinyl color orange. It's, it's like a, all checkerboard. 
It's all checkered orange. It's worse. They like found a way to make the color even worse. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Pedialyte orange. It's like they 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 know that everyone's hungover like the next day and need to drink Pedialyte or something. <laughs> it, look, it looks chalky. So it's like a subliminal advertisement on the field. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John John Weaver's letting us know that Needland was a uh, cavernous. I agree, but I think that's part of the thing about college football that's. Uh, different for Georgia State fans versus like old school uh, college football. And I read this somewhere on uh, when the Sunbelt Board just went that is the new school. So Sunbelt's full of several schools that are new to football. Like we're, we're a new to football. South Alabama's new to football. Um, I don't know how long Coastal had it, uh, whatever. Uh, so we're all talking about like, you know, where we are now or our potential, all this kind of stuff. And they want to, these other teams want to put so much focus on their history like you know yeah. how storied something is i like, you know tennessee is one of historically the best teams to ever play football all right you may have been one of the best teams to play football your stadium's a dump i don't care what kind of history i don't care how many national championships or big games were played there or players that came from there your stadium's a dump yeah when georgia state plays in a better stadium than tennessee like you need to reevaluate no joke. I mean, absolutely. Uh, Georgia State Stadium is 10 times the stadium that, that uh, Neyland Stadium. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, yep. And not just because we have a nice color, shade of blue, but like <laughs> just a better building. Or as uh, Brian Gundel told us last week, a very odd shade of blue. What? Is we have a very blue? odd shade of blue. Royal blue. I guess maybe from a from a logo perspective as we talk, maybe we should have asked my Man, question. those people are weird. I work with font people a lot um and like it's weird like i work for a company that literally we changed the font on our website and they did a press release that's yeah. weird yeah people that deal in fonts i feel like are weird but think about it like, their entire life is looking at one square versus another square like that's like the entire thing and they like i never thought to put a square there how did you come up with that you're a genius yeah how does the new font make you feel yeah, no, and they'll talk about like they'll talk about like all the different shapes on like ends and Ys and whatever and like what it means and blah blah. I'm like, guys, nobody cares. Well, nobody. Like, that that GSU ATL logo, uh, the friend of mine that did that for me. Where I'm sitting next to her at the bar as we're doing everything, and she's doing it up, gridded out to get everything to be equal and even and every side. I'm like, oh, what what if you like come in like you know to a half. <laughs> no no you can't do that that's no and i'm like like well those are the rules you were taught in school but also there's like hey that looked better if and no no couldn't do it you got to follow these strict guidelines for everything yeah dude you're fired yeah well you're like hey i've been drinking but can you do this and then they, and she doesn't drink so the answer was no oh <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Tim, you asked, I think before we got on the line about the Becker video, I don't know if you talked about it once we started chatting here and everything. Uh, so, uh, just trying to look at stuff today, came across Becker released a video. I think it was mostly to staff that got posted, uh, publicly today. I don't know if it's posted publicly in general. Uh, but it was kind of like, uh, Georgia state's approach to getting back, uh, from a administrative academic perspective. I think we can take a little bit of information about it to figure out what's going on with sports. Uh, video, can you play it? Are you that technically proficient? Uh, if, if I could and wanted to bore you guys for 12 minutes in the middle of this thing with uh, Becca uh, and everything. Yeah, I, we don't have 12 minutes. But I don't want to. So we're not going to. Um, 
basically saying summer is what summer is. It's online classes, and that's the way it's going to be, obviously. Uh, but they are going to have some staff and admin return as, as summer goes along. And the plan is for fall, which we kind of heard already, was they're going to come back with um, uh, some online, some in-class classes. Um, but uh, they're doing what they call blended learning model. So there will be there are some classes where a portion of it will be online and a portion of it will be on campus, specifically things like labs and stuff where you got to need to be there or whatever. Um, so are, are all the students going to be like in the dorms and stuff, though? It's funny you should ask that, Ryan. Great setup. Uh, I told you, I, this is why I don't read first. I want the question. I asked the right question. I've got, I've got two dozen lines of notes here, and literally the next one was, residence halls will be open. Nice. So <laughs> I'm excited. Right. I, I, I'm personally invested because my little brother is, is you know, I, I've told you guys this. He's going to Georgia State next year, and he's going to be at the, the new one the, where the QT is right at across from the comments you don't want him staying in your basement You're like get out of my basement dude i don't want you staying here anymore i don't have a basement but i i did I try to get my basement a tent in your backyard because you wouldn't even let him stay in the house i did try to get him to go to aspen heights but i am I, i'm like super psyched because my other kid brother i as i've said is going to go to um where southern poly was and i'm like both my kid brothers are in oconee county right now and they're going to be in atlanta so you know i'm, I'm excited shock. i'm excited yeah, no. So, so wait, which, they like a, me as much as I like them. Is he going to stay in like an official dorm, or is he staying in the student apartments across the street with a gas station? Well, in? they're all so th those are all um, they're all private, I think, but they're but they're still st official. I, still I don't student housing. I think you, you're supposed to be a student to actually yeah live in them. Okay. Yeah. Because those that building with the it's like the little racetrack right there. That building looks sweet. Like it's brand. I, wish new. I had that yeah, when I was in college. Yeah. Oh, there are so many things about Georgia State now that I wish existed when I was in college, like Georgia State Stadium and Aspen Heights apartment. Like, I would totally want, I would want to be in Aspen Heights apartments if I could be, or anything that's gonna be on over there. But that's what I was trying to explain to him. I'm like, you can come have dinner with me literally any night you want, and also like the there's bars right there and restaurants right there and. Piedmont Central is where he was saying, which I think is where where, where the racetrack is. Is your brother, the, okay? Cool. Brother a drinker? I don't know. We'll find out. Have you met him before? <laughs> he's he's not at my grandpa's house. So, but I guess probably not because I am at my grandpa's house, <laughs> and we all are. Like all the adults are. Our he's, not, he's not 21 yet, though, so maybe he's trying to play it safe, right? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really drink till I was 21, so. I think I drank more when I was 20 and when I was 22 than I did. 21, it was kind of like I was so excited about it, but it just wasn't a thing. But I drank yeah. a lot when I was 20 and a lot more. When, 22 and up to 42 has just been an upward. Like, I would have rivaled it over the past three years up till this whole crap thing. I like hated beer from like 21 to 23. I did. I wasn't a fan of beer because the first beer I drank was, well, the first beer I drank was like some warm, crappy bush light in Arkansas with my family. But like the first time I drank beer to drink beer was warm red dog. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't drink beer for a while. Nice. And then yeah. liquor, yeah. I had tequila and room temperature orange juice. Man, I went through a phase. I drink a lot of, like, cold Jaeger, you know? Yeah. 
We uh, love it. first thing I ever had in college was disgusting Goldschlager, mm. but chilled. I feel like my my college years, my drinking college years, were the the drink of choice. The shot of choice was either Goldschlager or Jägermeister. Yeah, Jäger was very popular. Today is Goldschlager with a Fireball, and I'm like, where yeah. was? Fireball back in the '90s, like I would have much rather drank Fireball than Goldschlager or Jägermeister. That's well, when I when I went out to like shows and stuff, it was always like, give me a you know a can of PBR and a shot of whatever your well whiskey is. So I just drank whatever like the cheapest whiskey on the on the on the tap was. just to get it a little bit faster because the PBR wouldn't do it for you. Well, no, I mean it just felt like the right amount of trashy, you know. Well, there was also like it's a good starter. There was a lot. I think the Earl. Uh, down the, I'm pointing like because it's not too far yeah, away. It's right over there, right, right. The right. Earl, they, not not based off the background at all, but the Earl, like one of their things is like a tall boy of uh, PBR and a Jägermeister shot for like you know like seventy five cents or something. That's like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculously cheap. Uh, uh, cold Jaeger is delicious. I don't care what anybody says. I love cold Jaeger. Oh, cold Jaeger is better than warm Jaeger, but it's well, not. Well, warm Jaeger's gross, so... But it's not Fireball. Fireball's so much better. No, cold Jaeger is better than any any temperature Fireball. No, Fireball wins out. Fireball is just sugar. It's just like cinnamon sugar. But it's not... Yeah, it is. I mean, that's fine if you like it. Black licorice is horrible. Do you eat black licorice for fun? Yeah, no, I hate it. I don't understand why I like Jaeger, but I do. I enjoy Jaeger. Okay, you're weird. No one likes you. I am weird, and some people like me. It's a step up from Goldschlager. Now, if you put Goldschlager, Goldschlager more minty, isn't it more like a Rumble Mints, or is it, or is that like? Yeah, it it is. I mean, if you put Goldschlager and Jaeger in front of me, I'm going Jaeger all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Just like mint. It's not like a question. Sugary liquor. I don't want that. How about tequila? No, no, I vomit. Every time, Jaeger. literally every time, I vomit a little bit in my mouth. I would, I, I would probably do a shot of Jaeger before I do a shot of tequila, and I would hate tequila. Myself. I'm not. I mean, I will do a margarita here and there, but I have tequila. No, um, I I like um, uh, Long Island iced teas, okay, but I can still like mm-hmm. even though they have all that alcohol in it, I can still like <laughs> sort of taste the tequila. I can be like, "There's tequila in this," and I don't like that part of this, but it's still delicious. All right, uh, John Weaver is our anti us. He's he likes black licorice and plus one on the Jaeger. Well, I know I know we need to keep in stock at the the tailgates now for John whenever he stops by. Yeah, but he spelled it more like um, like we're having uh, fighting robots. We should have fighting robots. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Robots. <laughs> I need more fighting robots in my life. Uh. Becker, where are we at, man? Yeah, put this put this train back on the tracks. Uh, yeah, wait, Georgia State. What are we talking about? <laughs> uh, facilities like the rec centers and libraries and all that kind of stuff is going to be open. Uh, they're going to have social distancing, but like, how do, how are they going? to, I don't know how they're going to police it. Are they actually going to have like campus security being like, "I'm sorry, you guys are three feet apart, not six feet apart," and like. They said only four people allowed on an elevator at a time. Are you going to have somebody like standing in front of ele- every elevator? Waiting to get a spot. Yeah. I was a big stairs person at cam- on campus. Like me I, too. Yeah, me too. 
I didn't like being in those elevators. I don't know if it was um, uh, the elevators themselves or just my classmates in general. I and mean, I say classmates, I mean just the general population. I got, I got stuck in an elevator when I was a freshman and just like took the stairs from then on out in the library. <laughs> there was the only time I remember actually taking this, this um, elevators regularly was in the, well, the old general classroom building. I don't know what it's called now. It's, it's named it for somebody. Lang, Lang, Langdale. I don't know. How to, I didn't know how to get to like to the bottom levels. I had a, like a speech class or present like a, a speaking course. There was yeah. like a, the basement bottom, like the bowels of the general classroom building. I didn't know how to get there from the stairs because I don't think it was the same stairwells. So I took the elevators. That's the only way I knew how to get there. I had no idea to get there otherwise. You could just go down the main stairs to the bottom oh, level. Can you? I don't want to be good. Yeah. Well, unless, have unless you down went there. to a different place that I had never been to. Yeah, maybe, yeah it was like, it was the bowels of general. I didn't even know it was there until my class. Was it, was it where the deli is? Like where no, the general classroom? There yeah, was, there in the basement of GCB. There, there was deli. All right. Well, you went to school a couple of years after me. Maybe they added a deli. I don't remember a deli. Or was that Kel? I might be. I might be Kel. That was Kel. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Subway Kel. No, there was like a post- Subway Kel. And there was well, a office down there too. There was, yeah. but I, it wasn't the subway when I was there. I think it had changed, but it was still like a shop. All right, cool. Anyway, it's that it's destroyed now. Who cares? <laughs> it's gone now. It could be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like. Again, yeah. another thing that I wish was going on while I was in school. Uh. All we're right. probably good for last call, right? I mean, we're an hour in. No, I've got a big topic left. But okay. I gotta, I, man, I gotta go to the bathroom again. All right, we can take a little uh, pause here. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna pause the recording and then uh, we'll go stay live a little while. And, and uh, it'll just be weird. Thanks to all our fans. Yep. All right. So, yeah, the next topic I wanted to get into was uh, there's a, it's another week. So, there's another article about the necessity of. Sunbelt, Conference USA, realignment, merger, something or another. So uh, I really wasn't going to dive into it because it's kind of absurd and everything. But I read there was like two or three articles, I think, that came out this week. And I kind of wanted to get into it a little bit. Um, So originally, it was basically Conference USA East and Sunbelt East merging and Conference USA West and Sunbelt West merging. But I'm thinking... Sunbelt has the upper hand here. Like we are the better revenue on everything, right? We just sound like me five seconds ago. Well, yeah, but you were saying things that I was prepared to say ahead of time. Ah, okay. So we're we're in control of this whole thing. We don't need to break apart and merge into other uh, two different conferences. We could just pick up the schools we want and become a little bit slightly larger conference and still tighten the, um, uh, the geography on the whole thing. So here's my idea. And I have, this is, I've read a few things. I've seen things. This is not my idea specifically just me, but I've seen things and I like the idea. We pick up UAB Marshall Southern miss and drop Texas state. I mean, yeah, no, that's awesome. Sure. Right. 
I mean, it tightens up the footprint, and uh, Texas schools don't make a lot of sense. The Texas schools have a lot of incentive to just create their own conference anyway. I think they should do it. And Conference USA is already overloaded on the number of members. So we take an odd number away from them, and we lose an odd number. Too. Texas State can go and join Conference USA and all the Texas schools. It's a win for them to move. We're, to- we're helping them help us. And then, yeah, so it helps us. It helps them. Yeah, John, I agree. ULM should just drop football altogether, not even just get dropped out of the conference. It should just drop. Uh, hold on. We might do it anyway. We'll see. Doug, Doug Dynasty might not be happy about that. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, Duck Dynasty got their own money to do what they what they want. Uh, but um, I think that works out really well for us because we finally bring in some schools that people have some – I mean, they're not huge schools as far as program-wise, but Marshall has a storied history. they got a movie made about them. Uh, UAB is on top of everybody's tongue from everything that they went through. And Southern Miss got Brett Favre money. So but Marshall's in Texas though, right? What is? Marshall? They're like West Virginia. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. My bad. Never mind. That's when the plane crashed because like the plane was like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah, where is West Virginia even? That doesn't make any sense. It's west of um, <laughs> Virginia. Oh, I got it now. Uh, yeah, so I think that that would be the power play that Sunbelt should do. If they do anything at all, they should uh, add those three programs and drop Texas State. How would that change the conference alignment, the divisions? Well, do you uh, have divisions? So uh, you'd have, I guess, you'd have to put Southern Miss and UAB on the west and Marshall on the East. So it, again, there's, there's nothing that's ever been proposed that has UAB and Georgia state in the same conference or same division, but it's uh, a shame. well, at some point you could do a North South though, right? Instead of an East West. I don't think, I don't think that layout would be. Um, yeah, no, but it's weird. Cause we're like a curve though. So it's like nothing makes a ton of sense. Uh, we could find a way to make it happen as far as playing them. But I think that would be a, a cool, a cool way to, to approach things. Because Conference USA is so big and so bloated with, with members and so little money going on. If we try to like do something, the chances are we're getting less money than they're already getting. Are they right. they're, four, they're 14 schools, right? Uh, I think they're like 37. That's 30. Like, it's ridiculous how many schools they have. 37 and a half. Yeah. Is it, it's four, is it 14 or 13? I don't know. Who cares? Nobody, nobody cares about this. There's, there's too many. And, My bad for, you know. for introducing the question. Yeah. Um, so the the that's just kind of funny. Uh, the uh, Lafayette UL Ulala's AD was interviewed on something, and I thought it was funny on Twitter. Someone was like, you know, finally an AD of one of the programs is coming out and talking about this being a possibility, and not only that, it's a Sun Belt school. And University Lafayette. I'm like, wait. Uh, all of a sudden, Lafayette is the premier program out of these two conferences. Like, no, no, thank you. Like, who gives a crap about Lafayette anywhere? Like, yeah, I mean, sure, they've been good in football at the Sun Belt level. They've been good in basketball at the Sun Belt level, but no one gives a crap about Lafayette. And this is not even me using my Louisiana hatred. This is. They're not a premier program to be talking anything, you know. If if it was Maybe just a little bit, you think so? You you think that hearing from them is more important than hearing from Marshall or? But, no, I'm saying like them being in Louisiana also 
adds to your disdain for them. I don't think that any school in the Sun Belt really carries any more weight than any school in the Conference USA. I don't. App State, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, they do. Maybe at, but are they drawing the, the the TV money or anything like that at all? I mean, not that, and I'm not saying that Georgia State does. No, no, no. I mean, you very clearly were saying that Georgia State is in that group of people not doing this. No, is it, it's winning the games, right? They're App State's winning the games. I mean, they're doing that part, and they got yeah, if, seats. If, App, if App State can can remain consistent, which they have for a number of years now, I mean, they're really growing something there. So. They are. They they're they're doing some great, but I just I don't think that this idea being talked about by uh, Louisiana, like literally, what what is being said here is uh, we don't know what the hell is going on. We can't afford anything, so we need to have these regional rivalries for us for us to succeed. That's what Lafayette's saying. Which yeah. are, let, 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 let them crash and burn. It would be curious what uh, all the other ADs and presidents of the conference are saying or thinking about this. I can't imagine there's much consensus on it, honestly. I bet you there's a lot of different opinions on what to do. Yeah, because it depends on where you are, you know, and what schools you want to uh, keep in affiliate with you. So one of my problems with all this talk is I there are a lot of scenarios where uh, whatever conference or whatever division that Georgia State ends up being in is elevated from where we are now. But all of those include a majority, if not all, of the Sun Belt programs. And I don't want Georgia State to be elevated along with all these craptastic schools. I want Georgia State to be elevated on their own and let everybody else piddle and die and go away. Yeah, we have, I mean, we're in such a unique position right we need to we want to find the schools that are peer institutions but at the same time it's like our athletics program obviously isn't there yet we have a lot of facilities building to get done we have a lot of butts to put in the seats and winning to do and once we do all that i think we're a really attractive option for moving up it's, it's as simple as that i mean well, the problem is right now is we're not even talking about moving up we're talking about just a reorganization and if we reorganize into two or even three conferences that all three are better than the two they're coming from, well, that's great for everybody, but that's the problem. It's great for everybody. I don't want things to be great for everybody. I want things to be great for Georgia State. I want us to be the one that are winning out here. And well, every if, if we it's great for everybody, it's great for Georgia State, though, right? No, but I don't want things to be great for Georgia Southern. Every we are in everybody. Every scenario they- that has us still in a conference with Georgia Southern, I don't want to. I'm not saying we should be playing Georgia Southern every year. What I'm saying is I don't want us to, to bring them along with us. I don't want us to make them better, eh. to make them worse because they suck. I don't really know if any of the, the conferences proposed, though, make anything better. I feel like where we're at is fine. Just stay. Right. No hits. Just stay. Yeah, yeah it's going to bust. So that, and, that's, and that's why I say, like, you know, the, the, the big reorg type stuff doesn't make any sense for the conference. And if they're going to do it, they need to have uh, con- TV contracts negotiated ahead of time. Cause you can't make this kind of change and then be like, all right, let's go to ESPN and whoever else <laughs> money. Now you've got to negotiate it ahead of time and figure out what's going to be the best scenario. It's like a kid making some drawing and bringing it home 
And the parents are like, that, that's great. And they put it up on the fridge and they're like, oh my God, what's wrong with my kid? You know, that's ESPN. ESPN's like, great, what did you do? I don't want to give you any money anymore. No, no, you know? go along with your analogy. That's a kid coming home and saying, hey, mommy, look what I made. Can I put this on the fridge? And they're like, downstairs. <laughs> In Los Angeles. <Damn>. <laughs> so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys. That's all I got about the merger. Wow. I guess. No merger. Yeah, weird. Well, yeah, so the, the uh, one of the funny things I saw about it was everyone seemed so positive about it on message boards. Like, they have, like, their take about it. I mean, both Sunbelt and Conference USA seem incredibly positive about it, which means it won't happen. Uh Ben, on the other hand, is kind of like laughing at everybody like night and day, like, you know, you're ridiculous. It's never happening, which it won't. It was not happening this season at all, but I don't know. Um, hmm. One other thing I had, I think, before calling it quits. Yeah. Um, the Sunbelt posted uh, Athlon, Athlon Sports ranked the head coaches in football from the Sunbelt Conference. And uh, number one, right? We're number one. Uh, out of the bottom five, yeah. Nice, nice. Number nice. one out of the bottom five. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. Actually, sorry, we're last place in the in the in the top five. We're first place in the bottom six. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'll take that. I'll take that. The last one you said, yeah, first place in the bottom yeah, six. State comes in fifth, just behind uh, uh, Georgia Southern at fourth, which is like I think that's just the story of our lives. We're like literally like mediocre with Southern right. being ranked just ahead of us. Yeah. Or just behind us sometimes. Right. What was that Ryan? It was a six flags joke. Sorry. Oh, oh yeah. Ooh, that was a pretty good one. It was a stretch. I was trying something out. A call back to when I said that, um, Oh, what a crap. What did I say? I forgot. Oh what. boy. You just tried to call it back and then could not. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> what did I say? You might be ready for last call. It's looking like it. Man, what did yeah. I say? <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. Goodness gracious, man. I made the womp womp joke. Was that Sam? We're the top uh, three, David. Who, who, who count on top on the uh, coaches' poll? Number, number, number one, uh, Ulala. Two, Archie State. Three was the head coach of ULM. I'm not using names because nobody knows the head coach's name. No, wait. Who's the head coach of uh, Ulala at this point? I forget. Uh, Billy Napier. I only know okay. that I wrote it down. Uh, I don't know. I would not have been able to name any of these head coaches' names at all, whether I was sober or not. Um, but the third one was Monroe's head coach was listed as oh, their third place. And the, the little description they had was weird to me because they talk about how, like, uh, they had 2018, they were six and six, and 2019, they were five and seven. Five and seven. Their record is so impressive. I'm like, 19 and 29. And then Sean Elliott's is, oh, 16 and 21, but two bowl appearances. I don't know. But yeah, but so it's 16 and 21 at Georgia State, right? Right, so but they're talking about they, they were saying how horrible Monroe has been historically, 
but they had two substandard seasons. They had a six and six and a five and seven season. So they must be doing really good there because they they are historically bad. Like we're historically bad, but we've been to two bowl games in three years. Like Sean Ellington, we're like not historically anything, which is maybe the point, right? Which is good, right? I mean, that's good for us. Like they people try to put us into the historically bad uh, pot. Whatever. Oh, here we go. Okay. There it was. Like Here's my point that I had, and stop talking. Sorry, I don't forget it. Yeah. So teams are talking about like the history behind everything, and so when you look at the Georgia Southern and the the App State, like getting all these accolades, they always include those those FCS accomplishments. Like I think Tim, I saw you uh, uh, comment on a Twitter post about something. Oh yeah. These big wins, and uh, someone's like, "Well, what about a Southern's win over Florida?" Like, yeah, that was accomplishment. One, it was a crappy Florida team, probably the worst Florida team ever. But two, there's that there's that hilarious gif of of uh, blocking the, each other, them blocking themselves. They keep on giving these FBS teams credit for FCS accomplishments. Your FCS accomplishments mean absolutely nothing. Yeah, that was a great game. It was a great win for the program. Good for you guys. We you start talking about FBS accomplishments, you cannot include FCS games. When right. You- I think. Yeah, I think my thing with that tweet was they were going over Sun Belt FBS wins against P five, and then yeah. they're like, "What about the Southern win?" I'm like, "That happened when you're in that other division. Like, right. it's still it's impressive. Not a Sun Belt win. It's not as impressive because Florida did suck that year greatly, but it's still impressive that an SES team beat a P five team. I get it. Same thing with App, right? Being Michigan, very impressive. But don't include it on Sunbelt teams. Well, much more over. impressive too, right? Because it wasn't uh, yeah, well, a Michigan, Michigan team. It was a ranked Michigan team. Right. Right. Yeah, but they, they didn't even include Coastal's win over Kansas last year in that. And that's right. I'm upset. I mean, it's Kansas, but it's... That's what you should have counted was uh, was last year's unprecedented number of Sunbelt teams who beat, you know, P5 teams. Yeah. So, anyhow. It happened, it happened left and right last year. I mean, like we we did it, right. you know. Coastal did it. Coastal did it. App State beat. App State did it. Twice. Yeah, yeah. They beat two P five teams in their region. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's all I got. Anyway, yeah. Well, I think that's enough. We've been going for an almost an hour and a half. So I have an idea. If you guys want to do it, uh, I say we uh, keep streaming on uh, Last Call and do that live right now. That's fine. Take a break. Sure. Uh, come back and keep it going. Is that work? Correct. We'll go with that. If John's cool with that. Yep. Oh, wait. Mac is on. Uh, yeah. Hey, Mac. Perfect timing. <laughs> what up, Mac? If I'm on your balcony, then uh, it's it's way too bright outside right now, man. <laughs> yeah. Let's um let's let's do last call and we can shoot the um shit with with Mac. Yep. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and sign us off here. Stop the recording. We'll take a break and come back. Uh, the live stream will keep going the entire time. So anyhow, uh, thank you everybody for uh, listening, watching, and we are going to head this off to last call. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Tim. Thanks all the watchers, listeners. Um, for the last call feed, it'll be on Patreon, patreon.com slash state of Atlanta on Friday, immediately to everybody that's a Patreon member. Thanks, everybody, and go Panthers. Bye, y'all. Bye.
That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much and go Panthers.